Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Welcome back, everybody. I listen to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast, and I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And I was joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Warren, here with Glenn. And How are you? Today, we are going to do an NXT review from last night. Um, we're going to keep it short and sweet. We say that every time it ends. We've gone 40 minutes, but honest to God, we swear to God this time, it's going to be... Yeah, no, I actually, I, I swear on Warren's swear. Exactly, there you go. we mean it, yeah. Quite literally, I swear, on his, I swear on his half cupped headphones. You can see one ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I have to be able to hear myself or else it fucking does me head in. Um, yeah, so we'll just we'll just get right into it. Um, so yeah, obviously there's no, um, yeah, there's no upcoming pay per view or anything like that. Um, for NXT, so basically it was just obviously continue on from last week. Um, the opening match, we basically we got straight into a match and we had uh, Danny Borch and Only Lorcan against Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. This match. You know it's going to be hard hitting. You know it's going to be stiff, yeah. I suppose. And yeah, it, pro- it produced on all levels. Savage match. Um, very, very, yeah, uh, very hard hitting. Tough for tough guys. And the fact that Tommaso <laughs> Champ is only Tommaso Champ is only twenty five. Chaps looks about fifty, especially with the hair growing at the back of his head. Oh man, he looks older than Sting. Like, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ, they had some rough and tumble hits in this match. Um, it just excellent mat wrestling. Excellent fucking. If ever I were to describe the movements of four human beings in one word, I'd have to say the word torque. It's just <laughs> everything looks like a horse. Every every time these guys are in the ring, everything looks like a horse so bad. And that's that's what I love about like obviously don't get me wrong, like everyone loves that thing about wrestling. We have them large and live characters and stuff. But also you yeah. want someone every now and then that you can almost relate to, you. like Jesus, yeah, that's a tough fella, like do you know what I mean? Um uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was four tough guys. Was it for the titles? I can't remember. No, it was a non-title match, and um, I suppose like to keep it, like you said, short and sweet. It was an excellent match, and it had the only time I'd ever agree with the WWE screwy finishes that we usually get. Um, it had Imperium just appear and mm. distracted. Um, it distracted Thatcher from tagging in Champa, and then when Champa turned around, Thatcher was still trying to tag, and it allowed uh, Lorcan and Borch to um. To eventually pick up the win, um, but it didn't make anyone look weak. But it did add intrigue, which you know I'm a big fan of, uh, yeah. which was fucking excellent. Had some good spots in the match as well. Yeah, I'm dying to see now what's going to go on with Imperium because uh, obviously mm. Thatcher was kind of uh, in with them for a bit when they were all kind of wrestling WXW and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to now what's going to happen there. They did a little backstage segment a while into the show as well, where um, one of the girls was trying to interview Timothy Thatcher, and she was saying like, "What's the crack with Imperium? Is this something to do with your history?" And then Champa just interjecting, he was like, it's just that, it's history that we don't hear kind of thing. So you could tell it's mm. getting on that Champa skin. And again, I, like, either way, we said it, I think when we these lads four started tagging that it wasn't going to be a big thing. Do you know what I mean? They weren't going to yeah. be world tag team champions and go on and have runs and this and that. They're basically yeah. going to be tagging until they can't tag anymore. Do you know what I mean? Until one of them are like, yeah, do you know what? I'm yeah. going to go my own way here. So 
I, I, I can't see Imperium recruiting, but maybe they are. It's it's weird. I think it would be good to see, um, you know, like that Imperium want maybe to get into the championship picture mm. because obviously faction versus faction type of situation going on there. But instead of them recruiting the other two lads to join, I'd, I'd, I'd nearly rather see uh, Champa get torn on, go yeah. back to his kind of singles run down Wolf for a little bit. And then obviously that opens up other avenues. We, we obviously know he has history with, you know, Badar, the lads from Undisputed Area and Gargano. So there's definitely lots of stuff that can be explored with Champa. And um, I'm not going to say he's been pigeonholed with Thatcher, but like you said, like this candle was going to burn and it was going to burn fast. They weren't going to be, you know, the next greatest fucking longest reigning tag team around like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's intriguing, as you said. So look forward to see what happens now with Imperium and Thatcher, stuff like that. Um, mm. After this, then we had the first kind of segment then of the night in terms of, yeah, little little um, call-out spots. So you had um, Roddy, Roddy Strong came down and he was calling out Adam Cole, saying he needs to explain his mm. actions. Same kind of thing as the previous weeks, I suppose, kind of calling them out and Cole doesn't show up. Balor came out instead and um, he just said, uh, uh, Roddy's a fool for thinking that. Adam Cole's even going to come out and listen to him. And he was like, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you now how to get him out. We'll get him out now. And he just offered him a championship match for next week. Um, and then what happened was they had this little face off, then Roddy Strong and Finn Balor, which is pretty cool because Balor turned around. He was like, If you had that killer instinct, you would be the leader. You know what I mean? But yeah. until then, and you're, you're never going to be, gonna be the leader. Yeah. yeah. So I really like that. Um, and when he referred to himself in the third person with the prince and keeping that gimmick going forward obviously we know his history we know he's led uh, Bullet Club and that the fact that he was pointing out that differentiation when it boiled over into the two of them kicking the shit out of each other um, before all the refs ran down that's just some good storytelling that's just that set us up for the for the evening didn't it yeah it, it does and and what i loved about it is like obviously finn balor is like the prince and what he did in new japan and stuff as obviously the real rock and roll like prince devon and stuff like that um when he's a bad guy or when he's just like kind of a hardened veteran playing that kind of character i love it because it, he doesn't make obviously yeah he's, he's healed and stuff but he's never the, the chicken shit heel do you know what i mean he's never afraid of a fight he never backs down from yeah. that and that's what i love because i feel modern day kind of wrestling especially on the big shows maybe it could be just Raw and Smackdown but you always see a chicken shit heel backing out fights The Miz is the yeah. prime example obviously he's done it for 10 years and that's his bread and butter but it doesn't work for everyone and I hate when they put on yeah. people who are genuinely really good in the ring who wouldn't back down from a fight yeah so I think in terms of like certain people like Seth Rollins having like a badass heel run um, even look at like obviously Roman Reigns has been kept use sparingly at the minute and it's it's teetering on chicken shit because he's not obviously fighting the whole time but he's still he's playing the badass heel type uh character you know um kevin owens most recent heel run after he was in with jericho and that um again we're, we're teetering, teetering into like just comes in just wants to maul people just wants to prove he's the best that type of stuff um which is the type of heel work we obviously all clearly enjoy and it's just it's better makes better for better television and uh, contrast that with Balor and, and Roddy Strong. Just try to kick the shit out of each other. It's just <laughs> good scrap. It's what yeah. we're here to watch. It's not to hear, the, hear so much of the drama. The drama is the sprinkles. The uh, the fighting is why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then that that scrap then at the start, the the promo, and then the the little tussle they had that set up. Then obviously the main event for the night, which is going to be Roddy Strong and Finn Balor. So obviously once we get there, we'll chat about that. But up next, then we had Ember Moon against Jesse Kamea. No, against Aaliyah, I think. Aaliyah, or Aaliyah. Yeah, Jessica May was with them. Sorry, you and Robert Stone, that's what it was. Um, yeah. so this and match, Shotzi Blackheart was in Ember's corner. She was, yeah. They came down the tank again, and Robert Stone shit himself. It was pretty funny. Um, 
I, I love the whole Robert Stall gimmick. I think it's deadly. But um, this match didn't really do anything for anybody, to be honest. It didn't set up a feud. It didn't continue a feud. It didn't... Like, already, for the second you see that on paper, um, Aaliyah against Ember Moon, you know Ember Moon's going to win anyway. So it didn't really do much, to be honest. It, do you know what I mean? It was TV time, really. That's it, yeah. Um, after it, though, we, we won't even get into it. Yeah, Moon hit the, the eclipse anyway on Aaliyah while there was a bit of a shamaz going on outside the ring. Um, mm. Shotzi Blackheart, she attacked the other, the other lads, whatever. But um, yeah, pretty quick match. And then it just they showed a vignette then of Tony Storm against Io Shiroi, which is obviously the main the main thing now for NXT in terms of the women's division. Um, yeah. So yeah, that match, uh, Io Shiroi against Tony Storm will be next week for the women's championship, which... Yeah, next week's NXT is shaping up to be a banger. Like you have that women's championship match. You also have Finn Balor then defending his title against Adam Cole. So I'm, I'm yeah. loving that. To be honest, loving that build. It's gonna be good. Um, it's 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 something to get excited about in the women's division, which we've obviously been highly critical of the last little while. So, um, we called this, I think, on the Vengeance Day pay per view that we should be seeing Tony Storm go over Io Shirai in a singles match. Um, so fair play to you on calling that one. I'm just yeah. looking forward to it now. <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah, it's it. They've they've built it really well. Like, and then obviously Tony Storm, hell hell of an athlete, um, great wrestler. Same with Yoshiro. Obviously, we know what they both can do. Um, even in the triple threat, although I found just say it was pretty short. The, the the glimpses that you got of what they can do in a singles match. Now I'm looking forward to, it, especially like I wouldn't even give a shit if they did these two matches next week and then one other match. I wouldn't care, like because you know these these lads are all going to get time now. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, yeah, quality over over quantity. Um, so if 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 they need. If they need the time, I'd rather see low, less matches than I would see more matches and have these girls only be given 10 minutes or five minutes. So. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Then after mm-hmm. this, then, we had the Women's Tag Team Championships. So this was Dakota Koi and Raquel Gonzalez against uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, myself and Glenn already chatted with this before we came on, and this match was so good. It was the definition of, like, I suppose, like, it's, it's what would you say? Just like a really good women's, women's tag team wrestling and how it should be done today. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like so. Like the whole the whole build obviously was just the fact that Coy uh, and Gonzalez won the Dusty Cup and then they get a championship shot. Championship shot comes and then it was literally just from the get go. You had the whole history coming out with Coy and Shayna Baszler, um, to the mm. point where, like as you said, when when Baszler's kind of focusing on trying to basically break the arm. Koi yeah. is Koi knows because she's tried that before. She's done it before. Um, also, she literally Sh- Shayna was doing the small joint manipulation, stuck the arm down, went to stand on it, and that's what happened to Koi before. Exactly. Um, so it was it, the only unusual thing I can comment on is that we got a more face oriented Koi and Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, because Baszler and Jax were the main heels, but that was it's just it was good. It was some good storytelling. We got the real Queen of Spades. Nia Jax had better showing. And then we obviously got the monster of NXT women's division in Gonzalez getting her uh, spotlight. Yeah, it was it was a really well paced match as well. The start of it, it was just yeah, usual kind of slow build. Um like a nice bit of storytelling, obviously, between Koi and Shayna Baszler. Um we had then eventually the the bigger kind of like Nia Jax and then mm. like and Nia Jax were great as well. Like as we said, Shayna Baszler, this looked like the Shayna Baszler, Queen of Spades from NXT, the way she should be portrayed weekly on Raw and SmackDown which we don't get. Um, Nia Jax looked great. And obviously, I'm not one to... Like, I don't really particularly like Nia Jax. Like, I don't particularly like Lacey Evans or Charlotte. There's some people that just great on me. But she looked great in the match. She played her part well, like the way all four of them did. It was just a great match. The finish, mm. obviously... Um, obviously, what they did in the finish, yeah, it, it does make sense going forward. But um, the finish came when 
we had a second ref being ejected into the match due to a ref bump. And then we had the wrong person getting, what you call it, getting the... Submitted. Submitted, sorry, yeah. So yeah, Gonzalez had tackled Jax over the table, which was an excellent spot. The yeah. fact that Gonzalez was able to take Jax's weight and cause it to tumble over was just well executed yeah. and made them both look like they were just going for it. And then Coy was in the ring. It looked like in the clutches of uh, Baszler as Baszler had been downed. And after the ref had already taken whore bump from the girls falling out of the ring, that's when Adam Pearce turned up. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Pearce obviously shown his rearing his bald head and he was just like, get a ref down there. And then obviously uh, the champions retained it. Um, Jax and Baszler um, there's a few obviously thoughts that you could have on this we were chatting about a few minutes ago saying that it's it almost looks like Pierce wants to keep the titles on Raw so it could be yeah. almost like a battle of the brands kind of aspect to it it's like well I want it on Raw and William Regal's more of it it's not necessarily like I want it on the NXT it's like well these deserve that shot and you're not even giving them that fair shake kind of thing so I'm looking forward to now next week because William Regal said he has a announcement that is going to change the landscape essentially of NXT so whether or not he turns around and says look, I'm giving full permission to the NXT girls to go up to any show, whether it be a pay-per-view or a weekly show, Raw or SmackDown, to, to get title shots. Um, or he could turn around and be like, you know what, we're making our own belt. I hope it's not that. I hope it is that they're allowed to go and do their own yeah. thing on the shows. But uh, we, we'll see anyway. But uh, I'm looking forward to that now, seeing that announcement. I'd love to see it much in the kin that we got when we got the flight delays from a couple of years back and we had the NXT... Survivor Series uh, kerfuffle across the brands, yeah. which was fucking Dead. excellent. And um, what I'd love to see is that R- William Regal would say that he's negotiated that while the people who are rostered to Raw and SmackDown are exclusive to Raw and SmackDown, that we can now have uh, interbrand um, fucking uh, belt challenges. Now, not to say that someone's going to come down and have a feud with Ember Moon or something, or a yeah. feud with fucking. Um, uh, one of those other Bob Ross looking motherfuckers but just like you know if say someone comes down and is like wants a challenge for the North American title yeah. and then similarly if we want fucking Adam Cole to want to challenge like the OEC belt to take it down to NXT stuff like that would be intriguing um, because you never actually know what would then happen True. Um, they just need to like if they were going to do something like that they need to do it sparingly yeah very true I think it could almost lead to a possible draft issue then after um Mania maybe I was thinking that mm. that was actually the first post I put up on the Instagram saying about I feel that NXT should be included in the draft because it's a brand on its own obviously nowadays um, yeah. it has such a, a following now behind it I feel that the NXT lads would benefit from a draft and the fact that the likes of Bala went back down to NXT um, yeah. was, uh, Tyler Breeze and uh, Fandango went back down to NXT I feel like somebody, some people on the main roster could benefit from going back down there as well and vice versa you can get the call ups and stuff do you want me to see how they kind of Play I mean, there's a higher likelihood of sending a t shirt on NXT because they're more fans than Raw and SmackDown, anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, after that match, then we had another promo from LA Knight. Um, I like the promo. I like I like the guy. Mm. I don't like the name. I I like his old name, Eli Drake. I think it sounds way better. LA Knight just sounds yeah. thrown together. Um, very cyberpunk or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a hell of a problem. Although he's he's great on the mic, he was great for impact as well. Like for what he did over the past few years when he was there, um, it's kind of like he's teasing, like, oh yeah, I'll I'll wrestle on my time, which I, I like that kind of heelish kind of thing. But it's deadly though because it's when it's someone who's that that good on the mic, you're intrigued to begin with yeah. anyway. So, um, 
happy enough with that promo. And then that led on to a match. Then straight after, we had uh, Bronson Reed against Cameron Grimes. Um, this match, yeah, uh, pretty good. Uh, it was only short, but it was actually pretty good. Uh, fun little back and forth. And then we also had then LA Knight come back out. Um, and he distracted. Do the distraction. Yeah. Bronson Reed. Yeah, distracted Bronson Reed. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's good for both guys there, to be honest with you. Um, like, obviously, not so much Cameron Grimes because obviously, with the whole gimmick they're building and he's on the telly frequently doing little sketches, I think now you'd want to start putting him in matches now to kind of get him a bit like, a bit more TV time, I suppose. But um, apart yeah. from that, though, the likes of Bronson Reed, um, it's going to be good seeing him now against LA Knight, obviously. It's like usually when someone debuts on a takeover or something like that, they they'll usually pick up the win. Um, yeah, but uh, Bronson Reed very underrated, I feel, with the NXT people anyway. Not necessarily indie guys, but I mean with NXT audience. He, he, like, and I'm not just talking about this singlet and the size, but his performance does remind me a bit of like the Otis type uh, archetype. Um, not to say it's unimpressive. Um, I just think like we see it so frequently now that a bit of variety would help him um yeah. you know like later on toward him heel type of thing um don't just lob him in the tag team with chad gable <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah no all in all the match was what it was um it reminded me of watching wrestling from like the 70s yeah if that makes any sense like there wasn't there wasn't anything through and through that reminded me of a modern era wrestling match outside of like the interference um yeah. and i both liked and didn't like that. I did, like, I didn't like it because obviously there's a lot of more intriguing things to watch. But the callback or the throwback to it was quite good. You know, you had your 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 big, your you know your big um, giant who's on who's a, you know quote unquote would be a fan favorite compared to Grimes. But I think Grimes playing the the meme wrestler is going to play well for him. I don't think he's going to be shoehorned into just the Santino Morella role. Yeah. I think the idea that he's a, he, he's, he's half and half um, entertainment, chicken shit heel, fucking, mm. but also like nearly Bo Dallas level of memeship. Uh, just unfortunately, Bo was before his own time. Yeah. If, if Bo Dallas pulled off that gimmick today, I tell you, oh, yeah, he'd sell a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm all right with, with what's going on. I just feel, um, the likes of uh, LA Knight now, I feel he's done the same promo now two or three times, which is grand, but I feel next week now you're going to have to do something different. Um, yeah. Because again, you don't want to get stale before you even have a match. Uh, what else Absolutely. was I going to say? I was going to say something else there as well. Oh yeah, we'll we'll move on anyway. I meant to say about um, Isaiah Swerve Scott had a little backstage thing as well. I forgot about that. Yeah, He was just saying he's sick of Leon Ruff getting these kind of chances, these opportunities, and he's going to uh, take every basically oh he's gonna do whatever he can to get these chances himself or something like that so he's not gonna stop essentially um i'm mm. all right with that um again i like that about nxt where they can just throw in a vignette or they can throw in just a little backstage segment and it's looking to use something in fairness as as we said before this as well AEW did a great job of it um we'll chat about that obviously on a dynamite review but um yeah i, I like that as well um next up then we were supposed to have ever royce a canadian team against uh Brizango. That never got started because Legado del Fantasma jumped them. Um, I, I like that as well. The fact that we didn't have to have a match. It was just shown. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Santos Escobar had a little bit of a uh, promo as well. He was just like, yeah, we're still strong together. We're still a unit. Uh, it's not the last mm. you've seen of us kind of thing. I, I like that as well. Because again, you still, it's like the seeds are still there. I mean, if there's something, to, something yeah. big to happen with them guys, um, I still feel they like, might. If it, 
if if this was a WWE game, referencing our last top five we did, and you carry and cross is like a, a ninety or ninety one, you know, you use your yeah. your Lesnar, your Undertaker, your Goldberg or something like that. And he was going against like an eighty eight or eighty nine Santos Escobar. This was the perfect excuse that those lads needed to show that they're still an AA out of a hundred type of thing. I think yeah. if they had gone on to just do their own match or something, it would have felt like they got weaker from that encounter with Karrion Cross. So I think that this was the right call, not to be bad on the other lads who were meant to have a tag team match. It's also a match we didn't need to see. So yeah, perfect. As far as the Everrise guys go, um, the Canadian team, I they they did a promo on like Twitter last night as well before the show, and they were saying about Sportsnet 360, which is the Canadian TV show, uh, TV station. Sorry, that shows NXT. Um, one of them turned around and said uh, if we could be serious for a minute and they pointed at the camera and I tweeted to him and I was like oh nice little Lance Storm kind of lying there and then Lance Storm replied to me which is pretty mad he was like well they are nationwide now so that was kind of I was a bit of a mark out moment for me last night I'm not going to lie Lance Storm <laughs> <laughs> you need to you need to screenshot that and then put the screenshot on your, on the Insta as well I do yeah I do it's actually funny because I was like I sent it to my brother and he was like bet you're delighted I was like oh, I definitely am <laughs> um, should, but, uh, should have replied back to Lance Storm and be like, I was meant to join your wrestling skill. I'm sorry I didn't. Yeah, and he'd be like, who the fuck is this guy blocked? Imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, insta-blocked. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll move on then. Uh, main event time now. Actually flew mm-hmm. in. Um, but um, yeah, so main event, Roddy Strong against Finn Balor. Two lads that can wrestle. And boy, did they. Hell of a match. Um, Hell of a match. Yeah, really. Matter proven once again why he has that belt and why he is, if like, if if not in, you know, a guaranteed top five spot in someone's top five wrestlers, bare minimum number six. Like, fuck me. Yeah. Unbelievable. Insane, yeah. And then the fact that, like, obviously it's just a TV match, but the guys like that, it's like the way we say about a lot of the indie guys, the, the Cesaros, the Daniel Bryans, them kind of guys, even Nakamura, obviously, I know he's a bit, he's bigger, but I mean, these kind of guys, it doesn't matter where you put them on the card. It doesn't matter if you say, right, lads, you have 10 minutes, just relax, go out there, have an easy match. Yeah, they're not going to. They're going to go out and they're going to give it what they can because that's that's what they've done all their life. And that's what we love when it translates on TV because I think as well, it's that mentality that you don't know who's watching you for the first time as well. Mm. So you want to give them that money's worth essentially. And I really do think that's what NXT does really well with the, the main stars anyway, the likes of the Karrion Crosses, the Finn Balor's, Undisputed Eras, Champa, Gargano, these kind of guys. Every night, you're, you're guaranteed like gold, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, buttery gold. Like, it's it just, you can't, you can't escape the fact that the talent is so there and there's so little in the way of restrictions on moveset and fucking, and, and the dynamic. Like, it, it like if if you've ever had to borrow someone's Netflix account, if you've ever had to fucking ask for a shot of a Spotify, or you know you've ever hitched a ride off a friend in their car and you were using their Ox cable, them lads wrestling on free TV is the equivalent of that. <laughs> you like you know like I fucking someone's gonna think oh, I don't have to buy my own Netflix. You probably should, but like you know what if if I got that and 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 then had, could tune out of a main main show pay per view. That was guaranteed to be dog shit because the matches on the card aren't going to do on and there's no belts changing. Like you can nearly, what, what was the last pay-per-view we got? Elim, was Elimination Chamber? Yeah, no. we got the US title change hands. And the WWE title change hands. So like, oh, yeah, that was a, that's a rare call out to have in yeah. the modern, in the modern era. And having a match like what we got, fucking incredible. Yeah. You, could, you know, 
you get, it, it's what they say you can hang your hat on it it's just it's too good yeah. um i i really like the t- like i i love roderick strong's move set anyway to begin with the man has mm. about 160 different variations of a backbreaker and he used it to he uses it to almost slow people down as well which i like so i mean like finn yeah. Balor obviously is the champion for a reason he's the top guy so what you want to do you want to slow him down you want to get your game going so the backbreakers he was hitting were sick like i mean it's just it's just deadly to see like and i love the fact that the the nxt kind of higher ups are out didn't pull that because obviously them kind of moves they, yeah, they look a bit sketch because if you don't yeah. put them off right you're gonna hurt someone but uh roddy strong obviously he's doing it long enough now they, they feel comfortable enough with him doing them backbreakers fucking fire away i love it um great back and forth match both guys they got in some savage offense and it was like a feverish kind of finish you know what i mean it was like it was all Almost like, right, yeah, build, 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 and then just your balls throw off at the end of it because you had like some nice finisher reversals. You had then the 1916, the coup de grace, yeah. stuff like that. And then I, I was glad I, there wasn't like, shenanigans either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was only going to say I liked um, Roddy Strong deflected a, a corner to corner drop kick from Balor, and Balor did a cave in coup de grace off of a, a reversal. Yeah. Like, oh, that was Whopper, actually. Jesus. Yeah. I forgot about that deserves mention of the night for in terms of like on the spot wrestling like fucking incredible and I like the finish I like that it didn't end with the coup de grace I like that the 1916 is becoming more in, in line with his finisher because it's just so fucking rough looking yeah. don't gonna go in his head not to say that having a fucking 195 pound man dive seven feet in the air and then absolutely fucking cave in your ribcage wouldn't be as well but I would probably be able to take the former than the you know or probably yeah. be able to take the latter than the former because if someone picked me up and used my full 200 plus pound frame and dumped it on its head jesus would be like the shooting star press that lesnar attempted to do at mania a few years back oh you <laughs> would be dead yeah absolutely crippled yeah but um yeah. i was gonna say yeah uh great finish to the match um afterwards then we had adam cole and as i said i'm glad there was no sort of shenanigans and no like interference in any way he just stood in the apron i stood in front of sorry and he was just kind of doing the little taunt the little boom this that and the other and then finn Balor was like aiming the gun kind of thing at him he's just like yeah next week pal this title your head pretty much really loved it loved the way it finished as well um one more thing i completely mm-hmm. overlooked as well for the whole show was uh johnny gargano and the way doing their uh therapy oh completely the therapy, forgot yeah. about that yeah that was fucking <laughs> gas as well it was a super brilliant segment. Yeah, reminds me of uh, Team Hell now so much. Uh, it's actually unreal. gas because you you called that last week. I was saying I hope they do a therapy spot, and you get actually get to see it. And you were like, "Oh, it's going to be Team Hell now all over." And yeah, nail on the head there. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, oh, Paul, that, so like, good. My favorite part is when um, Johnny Gargano got kicked out during the fourth segment, and then I think it was the <laughs> second part. Then uh, Candice is talking, but none of our stuff seems to make sense, and then. The psychiatrist was just like, Is he texting you from outside? And she's like, No, no. And she opens the door and he's like leaning against the door, texting. And he's like, oh, I'm just getting new breeds. <laughs> Does anyone want that? And I was like, That is gas. Um, obviously, Austin Terry bond his eyes out as well. That's very funny as well. Uh, uh, it was just great all around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, apart from obviously the the way and the the therapy, then I suppose, yeah, the the, the Balor and Roderick Strong match. Oh, uh, Warren. Yeah. Um, real quick, can you repeat the last like five seconds because it, it cut you off, but it didn't do the speed up thing. It's only after just kicking you back in now. Oh, right, just right. in case. Yeah, okay, I can't remember what I said to be honest with you. <laughs> you 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 finished after the laugh about the Uber Eats thing with Johnny Gargano, and you said, "Yeah, I love the way." And then and then you're about to oh, say a few words. Just yeah, now. yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. So apart from the way and stuff like that, and the psychiatry thing that we seen, um, that I completely forgot about. 
Um, NXT ended up finishing then, obviously, with the Balor and a strong match, which is a hell of a match, as we said. Um, but yeah, so overall, a solid episode of NXT, I thought. Um, it wasn't, obviously, amazing. Like, it wasn't start to finish, bell to bell, oh, yeah, going to tell everyone about it. It was just solid. Um, and that's that's what I like, I suppose, as weekly wrestling. You don't need to have these yeah. barn burner after barn burner kind of episodes. You need that kind of consistency. That's the key there. So exactly, yeah. yeah, I really like it. And the fact they don't have a takeover coming up right now, like I think the next scheduled takeover is the one just before WrestleMania. So they have plenty of time now to just keep kind of trucking along with what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, build, yeah. build, build, and fucking build that tower high before you decide to fucking burn it down and see how much of a crash it can cause. Yeah. I I'm enjoying it because. How how I always judge the consistency of a wrestling show week to week, um, and something I haven't really touched on too much with you actually, um, but I'll I'll say there, I like the idea that if I decided to tune out, mm. and then pick that episode that I'm about to watch to tune back in, watch it from start to finish, will I know who's who, where's what, when's why, and how? If I was like for example our, our friend Chris, and decided that's the episode I'm going to start watching from again. Will I know what's going to be going on leading into the following episode or will it be lost? And yeah. there's episodes of Raw, there's episodes of SmackDown, episodes of AEW. They're all guilty of it where you'll tune in and go, oh, I haven't a fucking clue who, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, why am I cheering, why am I booing? And then by the end of it, you're none the wiser. And at least with this one, it was a firm just cements what's going on, who's doing what, why they're doing what they're doing, and where we're taking it from there. And that's... You know, it's a simple, simple wrestling storytelling, and it worked. It was effective, and I liked it. It is, yeah. NXT has been great to watch lately. Oh, yeah. Um, like we've we've touched on it before that we're not really them kind of ratings guys, or we're not. Oh, I'm not watching that because this one's better. Now, whatever, we'll watch anything because that's at the end of the day, you you watch what's good. It's like there's no point in saying you're not going to watch a particular film. Do you know what I mean? If if it's good, yeah. you'll watch it. Like so, um, yeah, I really like NXT. I'll, I'll watch some lad and his dad have a scrap in a car park shop. I'm fucking. Easy if it's entertainment, you know exactly. Yeah, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, really like NXT lately. Another solid show, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to now next week. Two two big titles on the line, and then obviously we'll we'll get more kind of build now, I suppose, in terms of stories with like the tag teams. MSK, like Wesley, is genuinely injured, genuinely has a broken hand, mm. and um, so they're kind of out for a bit, and then you still have obviously the women's tag team thing up in the air. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it now going forward, but um, yeah, we'll we'll call it a day now on this episode, and um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be back. Obviously, if you if you are listening to it right now, there'll be an, an AEW Dynamite review up now soon after this as well. But um, until next time, then just want to say, give us a like and a follow wherever you get your podcasts, and then hit us up on the socials, Discus Laria Collective on Instagram and the Discus Laria on Twitter. And then until next time, we'll talk to you later. Keep tuning in the quick for our top fives. Enjoy those and send on more uh, suggestions, please and thanks. Yeah.